Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hey, everybody. It's Friday, September 16. Matt Yaunt here with Kim Hauer. It is uh, our last episode of the week, and um, if we've got our numbers right, this is episode 499 of the Bible Reading Plan podcast, which means next Monday, which I think is, is it Doug and Tom or Doug and Steve? It's one of the two. It's are, are going to be episode 500, which I think is epic. Um, yeah. what, I'm just celebrating like just how this thing has been a has become a part of our discipleship culture at Victory Point. And um, I mean, I hope this blesses and uh, challenges those of you who listen to this regularly uh, as you listen to just two everyday people uh, reflect on God's Word. Um, so let's dive into it today. Uh, we're going to get right into the Scripture. Uh, we're in Exodus chapter 12. Uh, it's a long chapter. It's the story of the Passover um, and we're going to zoom in on uh, particularly verses 21 through 30. So um, I'm going to ask Kim if she'd maybe read that for us today. Verses 21 through 30 of Exodus 12. Then Moses called all the elders of Israel together and said to them, Go, pick out a lamb or young goat for each of your families and slaughter the Passover animal. Drain the blood into a basin, then take a bundle of hyssop branches and dip it into the blood. Brush the hyssop across the top and sides of the door frames of your houses, and no one may go out through the door until morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. For the Lord will pass through the land to strike down the Egyptians. But when he sees the blood on the top and sides of the door frame, the Lord will pass over your home. He will not permit his death angel to enter your house and strike you down. Remember, these instructions are a permanent law that you and your descendants must observe forever. When you enter the land the Lord has promised to give you, you will continue to observe this ceremony. Then your children will ask, What does this ceremony mean? And you will reply, It is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord, for he passed over the house, houses of the Israelites in Egypt. And though he struck the Egyptians, he spared all our families. When Moses had finished speaking, all the people bowed down to the ground and worshipped. So the people of Israel did just as the Lord had commanded through Moses and Aaron. And that night at midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn sons in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn son of Pharaoh, who sat on his throne, to the firstborn son of the prisoner in the dungeon. Even the firstborn of their livestock were killed. Pharaoh and all his officials and all the people of Egypt woke up during the night, and loud wailing was heard throughout the land of Egypt. There was not a single house where someone had not died. Hmm. Um, that's it, yep. Thank you. Yeah. So what stood out to you as far as, like, what, what spoke to you about God? You know, what did you learn about God in this yeah. scripture? This story just reminds me once again that um, our God is a God a perfect blend of compassion, but also justice. Like, like he's holy. Um, there is no sin in him. And 
I, I think I, even as I think back on our stories this week, you know, um, how like like when we, we were looking at the story of, of Noah, for instance, you know, like God is is grieving what what sin has done to his creation um, it, 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 because he's holy and um, he desires relationship with creation. But but sin becomes a barrier between in that relationship and that uh, God is tolerant and he's patient and he's compassionate. But there comes a point in time and we're already seeing it already just in these first two books of the Bible where he needs to deal with it. You know, um, so he dealt with it in Noah by like he, he started over and, um, you know, and then with with Abram, you know, uh, like expanding it to like a, a chosen people. Um, but but even here, like, you know, God, like we talked about yesterday, God, God sees and hears and cares about uh, this injustice that's happening to his people, you know, who are suffering in slavery and he comes to a point where I, I need to respond to this. I need to do something about this. He's a God who responds to injustice. Um, but like he talked about way back in the beginning of the garden that Kevin and, and Dwight talked about last week, you know, um, when the price of disobedience is death. You know, if you eat of this tree, you will surely die. And while they didn't die in the moment and God covers them, like that's still in play. There, there's a consequence to disobedience and to death. And so... What I learned about God is is that don't forget His holiness. There, there's there's a, there's a holiness that that He calls us to that that um, He needs to Himself uh, reconcile and deal with you know with, with our sin and our disobedience. But yeah, you see the compassion in that. But but I will provide a covering. I will provide a protection against my own wrath for you. Um, but but we need to access it. We, we we need to paint the blood on the door frame of our lives. You know, f- this is definitely you know a picture looking ahead to. You can't help but miss like this is pointing to a bigger and final and ultimate you know covering that's coming. Um, but he yeah he's a, he's a holy God and he's a compassionate, graceful, saving God. You know, all at the same time. Yeah, I think um, what I caught out of it, um, again, it seems like to be a recurring theme. Um, but God keeps his promises mm-hmm. and his covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he had, like all the way through, right? You, again, you go back to Adam, really, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's covenant there and then uh, reestablished with Noah and then with Abraham. Um, and just seeing like that covenant continue on. Um, yeah. By God and the promise, yeah, to to bring this all the way to fruition, um, and just to seeing that it it took multiple people mm-hmm. for that to go through. Um, I think that's really coming through in in taking this journey we're on right now of moving from the beginning of the Bible through the end. We're starting to see like these big building blocks, you know, these these big chapters of of the story of God in some fresh ways, you know, familiar stories, but in some fresh ways, like you pointed out. You know, when I think about, like, what do I learn about myself, about humanity, you know, in this uh, particular story today? um, I mean, it was sobering to me to remind me, like, we have no chance apart from God's provision and covering. Um, 
he he's the only way. He's the only chance. I mean, the the only way the Israelites um, were saved from death was the blood of the lamb. You know, those who, ha- who those who were covered in the blood of the lamb were spared. You know, the destroyer passed over their house. Um, the households that didn't have the blood of the lamb um, were not. Like he he he's our only chance, and and. We have no chance apart from his provision and his covering. Yeah. Yeah, I think and We can't do it on our own, you know. We can't save ourselves. Right, right. And yet, um, like I got the proper response, you know, to God speaking mm-hmm. is obedience. Yeah. You know, like you were just kind of saying, like there was, there was a clear choice whether they painted the blood of the lamb over top of their doors or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you didn't, there was wailing. Yeah. If you did... There was salvation. Yeah. Um, and so I just had noted that the proper response to God speaking is obedience and bowing low in worship. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always do that, but in verses 27, like the end of 27, and then into 28 is where it mentions, you know, that when Moses finished speaking, all the people bowed down to the ground and worshiped. Mm. They weren't worshiping Moses. They were worshiping God, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that was pre the angel of death coming and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. destroying. So um, I think they grasped. They were receiving that provision even before it happened. Yeah. Or recognizing it. Recognizing it and realizing that their only way they were going to be saved. Um, I mean, they could have chosen not to believe Moses mm-hmm. and what God was saying through him. But um, I think he made it pretty clear that I'm trustworthy mm-hmm. and God is using me um, based on all the things they'd seen before that. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I just, for me, I just felt like it, as people of God, I feel like we were called to bow low and worship. Mm-hmm. And I, I love just another, just quick piece about like just the, the human level of this story is verse 26. And when your children ask you, what does this ceremony mean to you? Tell them it is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord passed over the houses of Israelites in Egypt and spared our homes when he struck down the Egyptians. Like, but, th- but that piece of like, am I living my life in such a way that my children ask me, you know, about why I do what I do? You know, like that is that should be par for the course, you know, for us who are, are seeking to raise kids to, to walk the way of Jesus, to, to know and love Jesus. Um, these are the kind of conversations we should have. Like, we, am I living a life that um, is questionable, that, that makes my kids ask questions? You know, like, and, and, and am I taking time to explain to them, like, here's why I do what I do. Here's what this means to me. You know, here's what missional community means to me. Here's what, you know, gathering with the family means to me. Here's what living on mission means to me. Like, I just, that's just a little nugget that, um, I found myself drawn to today as I was looking at this one more time. Yeah, that was actually my uh, my wrap up, like oh. my truth or promise. Or well, weave that into principle. your your words because let's yeah. do that. No, I just had um, in verse twenty six. Then your children will ask you and will share, and you will share or remind them of God's redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I had the same thing. Like, am I living a life in which my children, especially? Because they see me all the time. Yeah. Um, but even those outside of my kids. Mm-hmm. Am I living a life that brings up questions of why I do what I do? 
Um, and obviously, hopefully, those are things that God mm. instills in me to do, right? Yeah. Um, and I've experienced that. You know, yeah. my kids sometimes in frustration ask, why do we go to church kind mm-hmm. of thing? Like, mm-hmm. every Sunday we have so to go. So early, 10 o'clock. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and so how do I respond to that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, because we have to go to church because that's what good Christians do. Mm-hmm. Or do I respond and, well, which is usually our response. Like, mm-hmm. my people are there. Mm-hmm. My family's there. I want to hang out with them. I want to be refreshed. I mm-hmm. want to be built back up. I want to be encouraged. I want to be challenged. Um, so, yeah, are we taking those opportunities, yeah. you know, to impress upon our children Yeah, the word of God and the way of God? Yeah, that's so good. Right on. And I think, you know, as I reflect on, you know, if this is God's word for me today, for us today, how will I? obey or believe or put into action um it just causes me like to just to respond in gratitude and worship to jesus you know i think of like how many lambs were sacrificed that night i mean it says there were six hundred thousand men that, that then exodus from egypt um plus all their women and children like and think of how many households that was and how many lambs you know, were sacrificed, and then the whole sacrificial temple system. You know, um, moving forward, uh, the how many sac- how many lambs have been sacrificed that, until finally the day came when Jesus, the Lamb of God, uh, shed His blood to cover our sins once and for all, for all time, for all people. Um, I'm so grateful for that. And um, I, I think just a, a challenge and an invitation for all of us today is, you know, when 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 the judgment comes finally in the end, when Jesus returns as as king and as judge, will he see the blood of the lamb over us? Will we have have I received it? H- have I like um, believed it and received it and entrusted my life to it? Um, because it'll be too late if you haven't by then. So the urgency of like. I mean, who, who, who needs to know this? Who doesn't know this? Like, who, who am I praying for? Who are the, the, the people I'm praying for in my life to, to come to this knowledge? Um, which kind of leads us to how we want to kind of maybe end on Fridays, maybe just with a, a, a word of mission. Um, you know, as, as we think back, Kim, to, to what we've learned this week about God and about ourselves, I mean, is, is there anything that we've discovered that would be a word of good news for somebody in our life that maybe we could share that with this week. I mean, as you reflect on that, does does anybody come to mind? Or you don't have to give specifics, but like, is there somebody that's pop- popping into your mind that like, yeah, I, I might share this with them, you know, soon? Um, I don't have a whole lot of like outside contacts. Mm-hmm. I'm a very quiet person, I guess. Mm-hmm. One would never guess that by doing podcast podcast and worship, but yeah. um, I'm growing in that. Yeah, but I don't. Um, but I don't think it has to be just non-believers. Like, what would be a good word of good news for somebody that you learned that we learned this week? That um, man, this person needs to be reminded of this. You know, like to, yeah. to let the spirit speak to you, kind of on that, and to listeners, like to let the spirit speak to you with that same question. Yeah, I think like the thing that I thought of as I was thinking of that, not a specific person or people. Like, oh, obviously, I want this to be my children. Um, as I just mentioned, that mm-hmm. I want to be that mm-hmm. for my children to remind them mm. of God's faithfulness. Yes. Um, 
but the story of Abraham and Isaac this week just like really stood out to me as like I don't know that it gets more foundational than just simply knowing that God will provide. Mm-hmm. Um, but we must be willing to give up everything. Yes. For that. Um, and it can sound like, well, that's not good news if I have to give up everything. But living in that light, like I don't, I don't know. I know what life was like before that, mm-hmm. before that real relationship with Jesus, um, where I just knew in my head truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I could go on for days, you know, just sharing like how, how much that means to me. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. I just don't approach people. I guess with that information, I wait for them to approach me, um, which is maybe not a good model. But um, I just, I think just knowing that God will provide, yep. you know, Jehovah Jireh, yep. um, one of my most favorite songs right now. On this mountain, I mean, he named that mountain, Abram did, like this is the mountain where God provides, like to, to keep living on those mountains. I, I think for me, I'm just thinking of a, a person I'm going to have coffee with tomorrow at 11 um, that I haven't connected with in a very long time, that we just kind of reconnected recently. And I think this person's experiencing um, some slavery or some bondage or some, some battle and suffering, you know, like the Egyptians, or like, like the, the Israelites were experiencing under the Egyptians. And I think the good word is, is, you know, what we looked at in Exodus 3. You know, God sees, God hears, God cares, and God comes. He wants to come into that moment and deliver. Um, and... Uh, I think I'm going to try to be bold tomorrow to to share that good news. Um, I know it feels like, you know, where is God? And uh, it feels really dark, um, but he sees, he hears, he cares, and he comes. So I'm going to try to share that with him tomorrow. Yeah, I do like those words. I'll have to put those up somewhere. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, thanks for joining Kim and I this week. Uh, We've enjoyed our our conversations and um, revelations from the scripture Uh, If anything we've said resonates with you, please receive it. Um, But uh, pay attention to what God's speaking to you, too. Um, It might be different than than what we're coming up with, uh, but that's God's good word to you this week as well. So thanks for being a part of this week. Have a good weekend, and uh, we'll catch you next Monday with new episodes. Go Blue! Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.